It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Well, hello, Master Plan World. It's awesome to have all of you out there listening in. Welcome to the penultimate podcast of our 2019 e-commerce Master Plan Growth Series, sponsored by Omnisend, the all-in-one marketing automation platform that empowers e-commerce marketers to boost sales with omni-channel tools. I cannot believe the series is nearly over. There are 10 episodes in total covering a very varied approach to growth. There are episodes numbers 191 to 200, so please do make Make sure you listen to them all. I know we get a lot of new listeners finding us during these shows. So if you are new, welcome. It's great to have you here. Please do. Um, a great place for you new listeners to start is to listen to everything in this particular series because it's the most relevant, the most up to date, uh, and it should help you succeed greater in uh, 2019. You can also, of course, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a full list of every podcast we've ever put out there, together with um, links to the top 10 most listened to episodes of all time, which is another great way to get delving into the back catalogue. There's also sections which um, group together the podcasts of businesses with sales over a million pounds and Shopify businesses and a couple of other groupings as well. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the creator of the e-commerce master plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on solving your e-commerce marketing problems. If you've got a problem you would like my help solving, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash solve to find out more. In today's episode, we're going to be getting into that hot topic, influencer marketing, and also getting into how to get past your growth blockers. Now, before I introduce you to the guest, we should really hear a bit about our sponsor, as without them, this series just would not be possible. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Darman is the founder of Live Glam, a beauty subscription box service. They have impressive social media follower bases with over 1.5 million on Instagram and over 100,000 on Facebook. And that's testament to the power of their influencer marketing strategies. Live Glam launched in 2015 and are on track to do $17 million in sales in year three. Hello, Dar. Hey, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me part of this podcast. Uh, it's brilliant. I'm very excited to chat to you because um, I think influencer marketing is such a big topic and as is subscription boxes. So it's like two of my favorite big topics in one today. So let's, we should get on with this. So I've given our listeners a very quick overview of you and what you're up to, but how did you end up getting started in e-commerce? 
Yeah. You know, I've been asked that a lot. How does a guy, so I'm six foot two, I'm a pretty big guy. And a lot of people are like, how does a big guy get into the makeup industry and start selling boxes? Uh, so it's funny. I haven't been asked that more than uh, usual lately. But so in 2015, I was just at a point that a lot of entrepreneurs end up at, which was completely broke, having no idea any direction in my life, uh, where I was going to go. I was living in Los Angeles in this tiny 300 square foot apartment uh, with a roommate and trying to start a business, uh, figuring out how I can make it. Um, I only had $600 left in my bank account. And I thought I was going to have to move back in with my parents at 30 years old, which was like the biggest humiliation, especially in the Indian culture. Um, and so one of like my last days in Los Angeles, I was having lunch and I happened to meet a beauty influencer who was traveling all over the world. And she was giving, she was teaching makeup seminars. Um, so these were like hands-on training programs where girls would come to learn from her uh, how to do makeup. And her classes were selling out um, within minutes of her posting on her Instagram. And she was charging like four to $500 a seat with hundreds of students and selling out pretty much in every country and state that she went to. Um, so I asked her like how she thought about taking the whole learning program online um, and she told me she had no idea how to, but she loved the idea. Um, and I had, I'm a brick and mortar guy. I never started an online business before, didn't know anything about e-commerce or building a website. Um, certainly nothing about makeup. Uh, so I was probably the least qualified person to say that I knew how to do it. But just like for many entrepreneurs, necessity became the mother of invention. And I just asked her, I said, Hey, well, I can do it for you. You know, would you be interested in partnering? And for whatever reason, she took a leap of faith and said, uh, yes. Uh, and then we ended up, um, you know, I used the $600 I had in my bank account. I went to a local technology a store called Best Buy. I spent $400 on webcams and softbox lights. And then I put an ad out to find a web developer. The cheapest person I found uh, that could build the first website was for $400. I didn't even have the $400. So he agreed to do it half upfront and then half post launch. Um, and then we ended up launching and right from the beginning, it just ended up taking off. Um, so yeah, it was, it was very unexpected. Um, but it's been quite a journey ever since. As I say, some serious bootstrapping and some serious luck, Yeah, you know, being in the right place at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. But that's just sort of the power of broke. And when your back is against the wall, it's like just somehow some opportunity comes. And I think it's just a lot about your mindset too, to recognize those opportunities when they're in front of you. I was talking to someone else today actually about how constraints can be one of the best things you know, when you know that you, you know, so many things aren't an option for whatever reason, you know, physical constraints, financial constraints, geographic constraints, whatever they are, that can actually be quite empowering because it means you have, you have such, so fewer things to look at. You can often get things happening a lot quicker. Absolutely. I mean, the stories of, you know, businesses taking on like so much funding and then failing are more than I can even count. They happen so often. I was just listening to an artist on Spotify talk about how, he turned his existing living room into... He modeled it after the living room he had when he was completely broke, living on his mom's couch. He designed it the exact same way and put all of his studio equipment in that living room just to give him the inspiration of when he was starting out and had to make it so he could have that hunger. 
Um, yeah, so I think it's interesting. Uh, there definitely is the power of broke. Definitely. Well, look, you're you're a long way from broke now. So let and I'm guessing you're not on that four hundred dollar website anymore. So let's just just update people on the now, and then we'll get into how you got from there to here. Um, so you're you're still in LA, aren't you? So where are you selling to? Are you USA only, or are you global? We're global. Yeah, we sell in every country that allows us to ship to. <laughs> and you're a subscription business. So uh, which platform have you picked to sell on? Are you a CrateJoy or a Shopify or something a bit more bespoke? Um, so it's we're on WooCommerce, um, but we've customized the code so heavily. We have our we have a big in-house development team. Um, so it's very custom, but we started off on Word, WordPress and WooCommerce. Cool. And uh, any given you're on WordPress, there must be some of these. Any key widgets or plugins that you're using? Um, yeah, I mean, just WooCommerce subscriptions has been like a godsend. Uh, but we try to do we try to write everything and build everything from scratch to not rely on plugins. Um, so we're at a place now where everything is so heavily customized. So I'm guessing that team wise, there's now just there's more than you and uh, and your other your co-founder. There's probably at least one techie. But what are you doing in house? What does the team look like? And how many of you are there? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. I do actually spend a lot of my time now just focusing on our organizational structure, something I definitely didn't have to do in our earlier days. Um, but we've got 50, we just broke 50 team members um, pretty recently um, all across the globe. Um, you know, a lot of our scale has happened within the past year. Um, and within, yeah, within our tech or so, um, within our operations team, we've probably got about 20 people and then about 10 in marketing and branding. Um, and then the others just spread out across product development, finance and growth. Wow. That's quite a team to keep on track of. I can see why you're spending so much time on it. Yeah. And you know, most of our team is actually remote. So 75% of our team works from their laptops all across the world. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. We've definitely learned to adopt like the modern workforce. Oh yeah. And it's, it's so liberating, isn't it? Being able to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of complications of in-house work culture. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot, a lot of complications. People get along a lot better when they have to talk through a laptop one hour a week. I've realized. Yeah, there, there's definitely a knack to creating the culture whilst everyone's very disparate, isn't? I guess. Right. Well, look. Let's. I rather than us go into the world of HR, which we are kind of in danger of doing there. Let's let's stick to to the e-commerce side of things. So. Were you subscription on day one or did, did that kind of evolve? Yes, we did start. For, we didn't start as a product subscription. We started off as a content subscription. And so uh, going back to the story of when we had launched that first online classes. So um, how the model worked is you basically got taught three live online classes by this beauty influencer. And in order to access the classes, it was behind a paywall. So students had to pay... Nineteen ninety nine a month, um, and then eventually, as that continued to scale and succeed, we eventually um, transitioned over to products. Um, and ever since we transitioned to products, that's when the growth really started accelerating. Um, actually, we just launched our e commerce shop uh, in June, um, so we were subscription first, but now we do have a shop where we allow sales. Okay. And, and it's, uh, I know that people may be familiar with kind of like the Birch box model of the beauty subscription box, but your box is quite different, isn't it? You're 
you're not all the bits and bobs that could be beauty from different brands, you're your own products and in separate boxes. Just want to quickly explain that so people can get their heads around it. Exactly. So what was a big eye opener for me was a couple years ago when we first started transitioning into products. This was when the Dollar Shave Club got acquired by Unilever. I believe it was for a billion dollars. And my eyes just sort of lit up and I was like, wow, you know, Dollar Shave Club has established such a well-known brand for themselves. And the razors are branded Dollar Shave Club. And so many people know their name. And so that happened at an interesting time because I was experimenting with either going into sort of the beauty box discovery model, which would be a curation of different brands going into one box. Um, or going into product development and trying to create our own branded products. Now, going into product development and creating our own branded products just sounded like so terrifying at that time. You know, it's a big investment. It's going to take a lot of time. I had to find manufacturers. So many things can go wrong. It's going to take a long time to go that way. Um, but pretty early on, we decided to develop our own products. And even though it took a little bit longer to get things off the ground, the kind of benefits that it's had on us being able to have full creative control over our product um, and also you know, be able to scale it like at our own pace and most importantly, develop our name brand uh, with people using and loving our products. Um, I, I'm so glad we took that route. Um, so it's definitely different than some of the other players in this space. And you have separate subscription services for separate product types, don't you as well? You've got the brushes, the lipsticks and the eyeshadows rather than it all being combined. Absolutely. So that's one of the things that I encourage other entrepreneurs, especially those that are just starting out, like how I, how I was able to learn very early on and I still do this today is go to the other players in your space that are doing very well, like the market leaders. And I would just go on their Instagram page and you can learn so much just by reading the comments. I don't so much look at the posts that other brands do. I just look at the comments that they get. And one of the most common complaints that I saw from other market incumbents was um, subscribers saying, Oh, you know, I really don't care for um, eyeshadow. I wish I just got more lipstick, or I'm sick of skincare. I want more makeup brushes. And it just dawned on me that, you know, so many people are receiving a mixed bag of products um, when they might really just be lipstick lovers or they might really just be makeup brush lovers. So instead of having like a mixed goodie box with our with LiveLam, we allow uh, our members um, to choose whichever types of products that they want to receive. So they can get all lipsticks, all brushes, all eyeshadows. And then we are actually working on a bundling box where they can mix and match if they'd like to. That's the, the, the crazy thing, isn't it? Like you start off with, well, customers want it separate. And then they invariably, they eventually tell you, actually, no, we want it all in one. Or we want to be able to just buy the one we want, not the discovery side of it, which... Um, it's kind of one of those one of those crazy truisms about life, but hey, uh, <laughs> that's a bit too bit too philosophical. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, Amazon is opening up bookstores. I think that says it all, right? They oh, say, completely. Yeah, they put bookstores out of business, and then they start opening their own bookstores. 
Um, so yeah, I think it's like full circle. And, you know, I do think, you know, a lot of people say retail is dead or, you know, billboard advertising is dead. Like, I don't think any of these really die. Um, but I'm glad that we sort of chose to focus on subscriptions and product development early on. So I would say develop your expertise and whatever you see as like the future heading towards. Uh, but then definitely don't be ashamed to go back and start doing the other things that have worked for a long time. Another great piece of advice. Okay, then well, I mentioned in the intro that you've done a lot with influencer marketing. And I think that's something which, which a lot of people, maybe just in the UK, maybe you guys in the US have got it, got it nailed. But a lot of people in the UK really struggle with where to get started with influencer marketing. It feels like this, like this amazing pot of gold, but the route to it's very difficult. So how did, I suppose you... You, you started off working with an influencer right from day one, but how, how have you shaped that to use it to grow the business? And have you got any tips for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So influencer marketing has really evolved over the past few years, and I think it's going to continue to rapidly evolve. So number one, don't just have one fixed strategy for influencer marketing. It really does help having somebody in the know. And with us, um, my partner, um, she's a social... She's a beauty influencer with a large following. Uh, and so she understands that space so well and not only understanding like the space but also just how influencers think so if you don't have any if you're interested in influencer marketing and you don't have anyone on your team right now that has a following the first thing i would say is um try to bring somebody on your team that actually has a following that understands how influencers think because that person will be really pivotal and in shaping your strategy um, we didn't work with agencies. Um, you know, we've definitely made a lot of mistakes early on about our influencer marketing. Um, and you know, one thing I would say is it's really about developing long-term relationships. Uh, and most importantly, is the authenticity. Like working with people that really love your brand. Uh, the mo- the biggest success that we've seen is through customers of ours that were already subscribers and then ended up being influencers. And we had no idea. Like our biggest influencer now was a subscriber for over a year before she was even on social media. And then she ended up um, becoming... She ended up becoming a Facebook Liver, like just starting to go live in her apartment um, and developed a massive following um, very, very quickly. Um, and she was already promote, she was promoting our products from day one. And so it really resonated with her audience. The fact that she could say she's been a subscriber of ours for a year. She's loved our products. She's talked about us for day one. People are getting a lot more savvy and being able to differentiate what's an advertisement versus what's an authentic relationship. Um, so yeah, there's a ton I could say, but in general, focus on authenticity, the long-term relationships, and make sure there's somebody that understands how social media influencers think that's helping to guide your strategy. I love that tip. H- buy a, you know, hire an influencer. So you can, you've got someone who can talk influencer to other influencers. It's so obvious, but you're the first person I've ever heard say it. Um, you mentioned about one of your biggest influencers now being someone who was buying. And one of the other things I wanted to ask you about is you're running an affiliate marketing campaign, but unlike I think pretty much anyone I've ever seen before, your your affiliate page is very, very much focused on getting customers to get more customers rather than it being so much influencer focused. So I thought I would wonder if you could talk us through the, the decision making process that led you to take 
that tack with affiliates rather than focusing it on bloggers and content providers? Absolutely. Um, So the public-facing aspect of our influencer program is very much targeted towards uh, customers and, you know, more so everyday um, subscribers. But we definitely do... In the beginning, I should say, we were more focused on trying to recruit very established influencers. But in the beauty space, there is so much competition uh, to get the top influencers in the industry uh, to promote your product. So unless you're willing to spend you know, $50,000, $100,000 on a YouTube video, uh, which is a lot to risk for any company, whether you're just starting out or established. Uh, it is a little bit difficult to go that way, um, depending on, you know, the industry you're in. And so what we uh, realized early on is that um, we could tie in our affiliate program into our rewards program. And especially with our consumers and our audience, mainly uh, female millennials in the US, it, they're having a strong rewards program is so important. And so every month they stay an active member, they're able to accumulate points just for being active. And so we get them interested in our rewards program early on. And then we say, by the way, if you want to earn more points, um, you can go ahead and refer your friends. If you refer a friend um, that uses your link, your friend will get a free beauty product when they join, whether that's a lipstick or a makeup brush. So you're incentivizing the friend with something. And then you also will be able to get a free product uh, in the form of points. Um, so it, we call it like give a brush, get a brush. You can give your friend a brush and you can get a brush yourself when they join or give a lippy, get a lippy. Um, and so in the beginning, that worked out well. Um, but you know, it's mainly the 90, the 80, 20 rule, you know, the Pareto principle as to most of uh, the sales are going to come from 20% of, you know, the influencers or 20% of your network. Um, and then the rest is going to end up being 80% of your work. We did focus on this small percentage that was doing very well for us. Um, and, you know, very early on, it was clear that like the top 10 members of ours that were referring sales were producing more referrals and more sales than the tens of other thousand members. Um, so it's sort of a combination between engaging your community and empowering them to feel like, you know, they also can participate in your referral program, but also not losing sight that you know, you should definitely be spending a lot more time focused on whoever the biggest producers are. The best, the biggest blessing that came from that, going back to my earlier analogy or my earlier story is that people that weren't even social influencers that were just members of ours now had a link. And as those, as those, I don't want to say regular people, but non-influencers start to gain traction. And we see it very quickly of how people can, you know, rise to social media fame very quickly. Since they're already a member of yours, and you gave them an opportunity to refer friends, then they're, you know, they're pretty much like your day ones, right? Like they're going to be referring you right from the start. So there's a lot of benefits from that. And I suppose in some ways it kind of works. It's a very easy way to recruit some very passionate influencers with not a huge amount of effort. Exactly. And, and, you know, to be honest, like we were going through a time last year when we just couldn't figure out how to scale. Like Facebook ads weren't working for us. Google ads weren't working for us. We were doing some really expensive paid influencer activations. 
And there was a month where we were all feeling like really down. And we thought that, you know, sort of the ship had sailed and we had hit like our, our glass ceiling and we weren't going to be able to grow from there. And then out of nowhere, our server team just tells us, um, there's, you know, thousands, there's like 2000 people on the website right now. And we're like, what, like, how did this happen? Where did all this traffic come from? You know, these are hackers, like make sure to shut down all those IPs. Um, and then at, upon further investigation, we ended up finding that all that traffic was coming from one Facebook liver, um, who just happened to be a member. And for whatever reason, she went viral. So it was very unexpected. Like we didn't plan it. It happened organically. And a lot of times those are like the very best relationships that inspire growth, um, because it wasn't orchestrated. And then it's like, right, okay, that happened organically. How can we help more of that happen organically, which is kind of pseudo organically, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's training and development and coaching and such. Yeah. And you do all that with those kind of up, up and coming influencers. You really kind of partner with them in the truest sense of the word. Absolutely. I mean, we're very much involved in their lives. And that's the next thing about having a good influencer program. So once you do have those relationships of people that are loyal to your brand and constantly promoting, even if they're not driving a lot of sales, like we've spent a lot of time focused on people that bring in 10 sales a month or something, because we don't look at it as them bringing in 10 sales right now. We look at it as how can we get them to 100 or how can we get them to 1,000? And one of the most common um, things we hear from our influencers when talking about us is they just say like, LiveLam was one of the only companies to believe in me early on. And that's why they're so loyal to us. And, you know, we pay attention to their lives. Like if they're, if they just got a dog, we'll send them, you know, like a whole care package for their dog. If they happen to have kids that are always in the background, um, we'll send Disneyland tickets uh, so they can have an experience with their family. Um, you know, we, if they move to a new house, then we'll send a housewarming present or something they can hang on the wall that actually has like our name on it, which is in the background of a lot of beauty influencers content now. Um, so we, we pay very close attention and we're willing to put in the work early on to develop those relationships if we see somebody is having that potential. A lot of people who have regular e-commerce businesses think that having a subscription business might, must be all milk and honey because once you've got the first sale, they'll stick around for life and there's no churn and it's easy. But actually getting and keeping the subscribers subscribing, getting the first, first subscription is that little bit more difficult than just getting a product sale. And then keeping them on is quite tricky as well. So it strikes me that if you've got someone who somebody trusts, you know, people trust the influencers they follow. And that influencer is then saying month after month after month, these guys are great. These guys are great. Not only is it helping recruit new subscribers, but it's also helping keep existing subscribers in the mix. So it's kind of like a, the perfect marketing method for subscription, maybe. That's absolutely right. I think you really hit the nail on the head. Um, having that long-term relationship helps not just with new customer acquisition, it helps keep the clubs exciting for existing members. Even though on our blog posts and you know in our communications, we release whatever our new collections are on the 23rd of every month, 
by far, most of our audience is going to the favorite influencers that they signed up from to learn what the first collections are. And even if you just look at like the comments or when certain people are live streaming, um, you know, people can ask questions while they're live. So many people are now asking like, when are you going to reveal Live Lamb's next collection, right? And just people organically talking about it. And then others that are watching that aren't a member just feel like they're sort of not part of that community. So it's not just the influencer that makes it exciting. It's like other people observing um, the community's reaction and excitement. And so they also want to participate. And so, yeah, for a subscription model, especially, I think it's really important to have that long-term relationship. I think it's time to get into the top tips round to get even more great advice from Dar. Before, are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. Send.com forward slash masterplan and get started. First up is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh my gosh, I've got so many. Um, you know, it really depends what your what type of motivation you're looking for. Like, I would say my all time favorite business book is From Good to Great uh, by Jim Collins. Uh, but if you're the type of person that's more motivated by an entrepreneurial story, um, then I really love uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, which is a story of how Nike started. I'm more of an anecdotal guy that gets motivated by people's stories as to how they made it. And I love hearing about all the struggles and failures and everything that went wrong because I can relate to that. Um, so that's why I love Shoe Dog. Two great recommendations there. Right. The, uh, the traffic top tip then. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Definitely influencer marketing. And specifically, I would say, uh, look at live content. I think Facebook Live... Facebook is now becoming one of the top influencer platforms uh, for driving traffic and sales. And for a long time, I think people overlooked Facebook as just a place where grandmas live to keep up with like their, their relatives. But our top influencers and the people that get the most views on live are all coming from Facebook. And then the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Absolutely. Um, so we are constantly working on in, like improving our processes, increasing our efficiency. Uh, we use Skype as a communication tool. I know a lot of people are like, Skype is so antiquated. You know, you should get on Slack. Um, part our development team is on Slack, but our whole team lives on Skype. 
we figured out like a lot of ways to segment in different groups to get a lot done. And then for our project management software, we've tried a lot of different tools. Um, and nothing has worked better than uh, monday.com. Uh, it's just a great way to sort of visualize all the tasks you need and to collaborate with other team members and by far uh, the best software that we've used to date. Good tips there. Okay, the growth top tip then. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month even to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Try everything. I mean, in the beginning, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm going to go all in on Google ad spend or I'm going to spend my entire marketing budget on influencer marketing. What I would say is just sort of dabble in different things and see what works for you. Um, and then as soon as you discover something that is converting at the ROI you need it to, then shift all of your marketing dollars towards whatever is working well for you. And especially if you're low on cash like I was, and well, I still live like that every single day, even though I have money now, um, I would say look at more performance partnerships. They're harder to attract, uh, but that way it allows you to pay um, for results and you don't have to come out of pocket. Oh, yet more excellent advice. Okay, Master Plan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you will find a link to this show. Dar, before we say goodbye, could you let listeners know where they can find Live Glam online, please? Exactly. Uh, yeah, our website is www.liveglam.com. And you can find us on Instagram or Facebook or pretty much any social platform. It's at liveglam.co. And you've got another business, haven't you, which is all about helping entrepreneurs and, and others reach their potential. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about that one as well before we wrap up? Absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like now more than ever, so many entrepreneurs are working on developing a personal brand. And that personal brand goes hand in hand with whatever business that you're dealing with. A lot of times when I'm working with other companies or seeking them or considering partnerships, I'll just look at who their CEO is and see if the CEO resonates with me and inspires me. So I highly recommend creating a personal brand. I just started creating content five months ago. Um, and my videos have gotten over 100 million views and they've been shared over 3 million times. Um, so if you want to check out how I've been able to create a personal brand, uh, you can go on Facebook and just look me up, um, Darman, D-H-A-R space M-A-N-N. Or if you Google that, you'll find links to all my socials. Excellent. Well, it's definitely one to check out. Um, well, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or just head to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Dar, you've been awesome today. It's been great hearing about how you've leveraged that world of influencers to grow live glam and everything else you've told us about. It's been, a, it's been an episode packed full of advice, which is something I always like. So thank you very, very much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Chloe. I hope you have an amazing night. How awesome was it to hear from Dar, how he went about building the business, how they started off with kind of the content side of things due to a lucky um, chat in LA one day and then moved it into product 
and then developed that side of the business from from one product category into multiple subscription boxes. And now they've even reached the point where they're selling individual products to the consumers at the end of it. Plus, you know, to share that they reached a point where they were like, what on earth do we do? How are we going to grow this business? Because nothing's working for us anymore. And then just by paying attention to what was going on, they're able to find some fantastic new routes to market that are just continuing to pay off for them again and again. I hope you've enjoyed this interview from our 2019 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend, the all-in-one marketing automation platform that empowers e-commerce marketers to boost sales with omnichannel tools. There's 10 episodes in all, numbers 191 to 200, so make sure you check them all out. The whole point of this series is to help you grow your business in 2019. That's also why I put together the virtual summit that we ran back in September. It's completely focused on e-commerce marketing and there's over 20 expert video sessions. In each, you learn about a different way to improve your marketing. It's like a conference that you can tap into whenever and wherever you want. You still have a chance to get involved in that if you missed it last year, because there's a very special offer just for you podcast listeners. And you can get that by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit 176. The next episode will be the last of the 2019 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend. It's also going to be episode number 200. What a milestone. Uh, There's not going to be a guest. It's just going to be me. And I'm going to be giving you some advice and insight on how to grow your business this year. It's going to be a must listen, I promise you. So I hope you'll tune in for that one as well. Um, Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at e-commerce